Hello everybody, welcome back to the Music Bleachers. I'm Callum, your host, and joining me on the Bleachers today, again, I'm sorry, is Nathan Chinnick. I'm sorry too, honestly. I'm sorry to any listeners that have to listen to me two weeks in a row. That is unfortunate. It's just not what I wanted. I was like, once is enough. Honestly. Well, I just figured I'd get Nathan back in today because I've been flat out with uni this weekend, last week, and I still wanted to get an episode in, but I hadn't planned anything because I'm obviously very unorganized. Classic. So instead of doing... Don't call me out for that shit. Sorry, sorry. Continue. (laughs) So instead of looking at a new released album or an old album, I thought we would look at the lovely year of music that was 2009. What a fucking year it was. <laughs> exactly. I thought, who best to talk about 2009 music than Nathan Chinnick? I think that's a good call. That's probably a good call, but we'll see. Maybe people will disagree with some of my picks, but... Um... Uh, probably, but I mean, there wasn't there wasn't much bad music, was there? No, not at all. Realising now, like, there wasn't a lot of bad music at least in the charts. Um, but yeah, we'll get to those. That's for sure. I've got things to say, but yes. All right. Well, I thought to start off the episode, I thought I'd cast your mind back to the world that was 2009. Because that's yeah, Rewind. Because 2009, what a year. I mean, wow. I didn't realize how iconic it was until you started... Um, showing me like things that had happened that year i was like fuck that was an iconic year in our lives so many things happened yeah like i was what 11 you were 10 uh turned 10 that year so yeah that's that's that was like half my life ago wow wish i was back at that age to be honest wish i was still for sure simpler times yeah so i thought we'd just talk about a few things that happened in 2009 just to get everyone into the mood of the music um, so I've written a few things down. First of all, I, so I went through a few BuzzFeed articles um, because they did like 10 years since 2009 last year and they had a few of those. All right. So Nathan, you ready to hear some of the, the fun things that happened? Let's go. Let's do it. I'm ready. All right. So I thought first of all, we'd stick to a kind of music based event. And this was a key moment of the year. And I think in music history, when Kanye interrupted Taylor's Taylor Swift's acceptance speech at the VMAs. Oh, iconic. And that shit is still being resolved. 11 years later, there's still fucking banter about that. It's incredible. I love that it's still going. How insane is it that it happened 11 years ago, though? It doesn't feel like that. But then again, when you... Like, I forgot that it was Fearless. Like, it was that year. So I was like, oh, that kind of makes sense. Because that album feels like... I mean, you see Taylor Swift now. Like, that was a lifetime ago but then like in the same sort of thing i guess um it doesn't feel like it was that long ago for kanye because he hasn't evolved as much as taylor swift has but definitely not um yeah fuck that's iconic i remember that happening i think that was one of the first uh, that would have been one of the first things that brought my attention to both of them um i don't think i really knew much taylor swift before that because i was a 10 year old and didn't Yes, but that's that's when we all found Taylor Swift. Well, exactly. We t- around that age. Well, yeah. But, like, I think I didn't really know Taylor Swift as a person. I'd probably heard Love Story and You Belong With Me by that point. But yeah. I didn't 
think like, oh, this is Taylor Swift. I just went, these are songs. Well, it's funny because this is before the world decided to collectively hate Taylor Swift for no reason. And it sparked from this kind of disagreement that her and Kanye had. Well, yeah, it kind of divided the the shit part of it. I don't want to dwell on this one moment too much, but the shit part of it is that it did divide music audiences really like it really polarized people because you had kanye fans being like oh that was so iconic and like look at kanye go and then you had taylor swift fans being all salty and crying for taylor um and that kind of polarized people because it was like you have to pick a side it was like are you on taylor's side are you on kanye's side and then that kind of kept going for like 10 years i think it's kind of stopped now like you know, you can listen to both. I listen to both, but it's still kind of a thing that went on for quite a while, I think. Definitely did, yeah. Yeah. All right. So we'll move on to some other things that happened that year. Just pinpoint through them all. Yeah, we can rattle so, those ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't know this, um, but BuzzFeed clued me in. Thanks, BuzzFeed. Um, Katy Perry announced a vow of celibacy and then took it back the next day. Incredible. I love it. And that's noteworthy, apparently. Apparently. Um, I mean, she just had a kid, right? Or is she still pregnant? No, I think she just had the baby. I don't know. Uh, she, no, I think she's had the baby now. Yeah, I, I don't fucking know. I don't keep up with it now. Um, swine flu was a thing as well? Fuck, that was 11 years ago. Holy shit. We dealt with swine flu, and then 11 years later, we had coronavirus, and it was about 100 times worse, and people treated it the same. Incredible. We had um, just the cultural apocalypse of television occurred, which was the release of Glee. Oh, man. I mean, we have an entire category to do with that, so we'll get to that one. We're going to talk about that song. I think we'll get there, because I have some thoughts. It pops up a couple of times. <laughs> um, <laughs> Go on. I, I see at least four categories. That'll fit. <laughs> um, so we've also got um, iPod Touches and iPod Nanos being a thing. Someone's family had one of them, and you'd pretend it was yours, or you maybe by this point had one. I had two iPod Nanos, but I didn't get an iPod Touch until two years after that. 2011, I reckon. Nice. I think I got one Christmas 2009, because I remember the first few items... I So I got that and a $20 iTunes gift card, and being the stingy 11-year-old I was, I needed to make that last. So the things I bought was the... Um, Boom Boom Power video clip by Black Eyed Peas. I bought, <laughs> it gets worse. I bought um, Lady Gaga Tap Tap Revenge. I had that too. Yep. It was so good. And about three or four Alvin and the Chipmunk songs. Incredible. And I was content with that. Yeah, I think that's a good assortment for $20. Yeah. That's not bad. <laughs> My poor parents had to listen, because we were away for Christmas. My poor parents had to listen to like, those songs on the way back with three kids in the back of the car just bopping along. That is unfortunate. The bloody chipmunks. Yeah. Which do you remember which chipmunk songs they were? Hot and cold and right round. I think. Of course they fucking were. Should have. Known. Well, they were the best two. I guess that's true. Yeah. Mm. All right. Um, continuing down the list, only got a few more points. Don't want to focus on this. Um, Farmville was created for <sighs> Facebook, two thousand and nine. Man, I wish Farmville was still the way it was. Iconic. I, I tried to play it about a year ago, but it was Farmville 2 and it just wasn't good. And it didn't load very well either. Which no. Which really sad. It, it's really um, shit now. Margot Robbie was still on Neighbours as well. Yeah, so you, yeah, yeah. you can talk about 
Neighbours later. Um, no, we're saving that. We'll, yeah, we'll save yeah, that. Save so Margot Robbie was on Neighbours still, and this was important, as was Caitlin Stacey, who was one of my uh, first TV crushes. She's amazing. Love her to bits. Don't know who that is, but yep, move on. <laughs> Ellie in Tomorrow When the War Began. Uh-huh. Yep. That makes yep. sense. All right. Movies that came out that year. We had Avatar, Paul Blart Mall Cop, Up, Coraline, The Hangover, and The Hannah Montana Movie. And I think those six are just, that sums up 2009 for me. They, look, I, I look at that list and I'm like, that shaped my taste in movies for good and bad. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. <laughs> the Hangover, when I first saw that, iconic. Probably didn't see it for a couple of years because I wouldn't have watched it when I was 10. Um, yeah. But like Avatar, I remember hating that movie the first time I, I watched it. I still do. I haven't watched it since, so I wouldn't know. Same. I will not watch it again. I refuse. <laughs> I'm just going to always shit talk Avatar. I don't care. Um, watching The Hangover and Paul Blart made me realize, oh, some comedy movies can be really good, and then some can be Paul Blart. And then Coraline, that probably cemented my love for horror movies. So, For sure. That was like the first kid-focused kid horror movie I think I remember seeing. Yeah, I remember seeing it at the movies, and then... Everyone else was like, this is terrifying. And I was like, I fucking love this shit. This, that this divided shit. people. Like, there was people like us who were like, this is great. We didn't really appreciate the animation at the time of watching it as we do now. But the other half of people were like, this is ridiculously scary. Like, um, one of my sister's friends, I remember, vividly came over um, and they watched it. And then her friend turned it off halfway through. And then when they went to bed... She hid our DVD and we found it about eight years later. Oh, that's rough. Which was annoying because I did want to watch that. And this was prior to like, oh, I can watch it online. Yeah, I don't know where it is, but I have it on Blu-ray somewhere. It was the first Blu-ray I got. We got it for free, I think. And it's somewhere. Like someone just gave it to us and we were like, okay. But like we didn't even have a Blu-ray player when we got it. So it's just there. Um, I think it's at home. But um, yeah, without trying to, you know, push my own podcast or anything, um, <laughs> I am planning on doing it, like a mini podcast episode on that uh, next month because Amazing. I'm... Spook month? Yeah, I am in the process of planning spook month for next month. So, um, but I don't want to do a whole episode on it. Like I don't want to, because I'll only get like three or four in the month. So I don't want to dedicate an entire one to Coraline. I think it's going to get a, a mini one, like a midweek drop, but yeah, yeah, that's coming. So get excited. It deserves it. It's such a good film. 100%. All right. So that was the year 2009, just so we painted the picture for you. Yeah. You really got to be in that. I think that, I thought that was really important. You got to, oh, I forgot to mention, sorry, MSN was a thing and oh, a big fuck. thing. Yeah. I remember using MSN all the time. MSN was great. Wish I could, I don't think you can, but I wish I could log back in and like see all my old messages and shit i've tried yeah (laughs) fuck imagine be like messages to girls in grade five being like hey what what are you doing (laughs) and then they never respond (laughs) because it's me (laughs) oh yes um cool all right so yeah painted 2009 now you you remember reminiscing about i suppose the great times the simpler times um so i just thought um for this episode, we're focusing 2009 music. We're looking at the ARIA top 50, and we'll go into detail for the top 10. 
and then we've created a few different kind of like categories or awards for like favorite song favorite album worst song of 2009 you ready to dive in nathan i'm ready whenever you are sir amazing all right so we'll start with the top 10 of 2009 top 10 hits according to the aria chart let's do it number one i got a feeling by the black eyed peas i mean it's iconic classic yeah i still think you could play it at any event with people our age and it'll go off 100 percent. as will most of these songs most (laughs) i'm just gonna stick with most um, I'm shocked at, uh, because the ARIA charts, they tell you uh, how many times platinum um, each song went. Um, I'm shocked and appalled at some of them, but um, <laughs> this one, it deserves four times platinum. A hundred percent. Yeah, it's a banger. Even though when it came out, it was like about, you know, like partying and drinking. And it was like, we were 10. Like, it wasn't... It wasn't really relevant. It was for when us. you got a free. <laughs> it was when you got a free cordial at school disco. Oh, true. Yeah, school discos. That's where this song went off. Everyone thought. Yeah, as again, as did most of these songs. One hundred percent. I've also written down. Uh, still played in clubs. Everyone loves it. And Fergie. Yes, Fergie is an important note on this song specifically. Um, she was most really of the good. black eyed peas disappointing songs she makes disappointing she's not in the black eyed peas anymore um oh yeah i suppose their music is a bit shit now anyway but i mean because fergie left okay theoretically it was always shit but <laughs> it's worse now. hold on <laughs> this is the okay you're going to hate this and you know we'll talk about um my thoughts on other black eyed peas songs but uh i think this is the only black eyed peas song that i can actually say this is a good song. Like, this is an actual, enjoyable, good song. I'm not counting... I'm not going to disagree with you. I'm not counting Fergie solo tracks. They are their own breed. Oh, yes, because they're... That's like <laughs> platinum peak music. You've got um, the three apostles, um, Clumsy, Glamorous, and Fergalicious. Um, they don't um, count. I think you mean the four. You're forgetting London Bridge, and I will not have it. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. London Bridge makes an appearance, but that's Black Eyed Peas. I think were a the bit Duchess average. was just an entire. That album was great. Um, the Black Eyed Peas. What prior to this year they had the other kind of like big songs they had was what Where Is the Love, um, My shut Humps, up. and Pump It and Shut Up. Which those albums are good, but. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't listen to them, but no. those songs at the time were great. I think the Black Eyed Peas songs we're talking about today are better. Yes. Everyone that listened to last week's episode is confused because I said that The End was a good album. It's it's not well, no, a good you're album. you're right. The first half is good. The first five songs. It's enjoyable. It's not good. There's a difference. No. <laughs> okay. I also don't like that this is the second week of two that we are talking about the Black Eyed Peas. This is and it. we're talking about them far too much. Let's move on. <laughs> we need to stop talking about Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> Fuck. All right, number two, we have Sexy Bitch by David Guetta featuring Akon. Okay, I still love this song. I still listen to this song often. It deserves second. It's. I was actually surprised it was this high. I Yeah, above the other songs. Shocking, but... Yes. 
because it's good. It's quite a good song, and, and it's not just on the arias either. It's it's up on the Billboard charts too, because I looked at both, and obviously, you know, number six on the aria charts was not on the Billboard charts, basically anywhere. But um, yes, there's a reason for that. <laughs> again, and we will get to that later. Upsetting, but um, yeah. Uh, number two, sexy bitch, David Getter deserves the spot, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I don't, yeah, no, I'll, yeah, we'll, we'll move on. I think it's fine. It's good. <laughs> we'll move on. Although radio, radio edit, sexy chick. Yes, sexy chick, still a good song. <laughs> All right, moving on to number three, <laughs> love story, Taylor Swift. Upsetting, um, that it's above, uh, you belong with me, but it's oh, okay, fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's a good song. It's still a banger. So, I think it's great. Um, okay. The club remix of it slaps. Also, still today. Yep. Um, th- that last chorus where she just goes bam into it. Big fan. Big fan. Yeah, that is a good. It's also one of the first transitions I heard. Yeah, this was definitely the first I heard of hers. Um, and I hated it when I was ten because, of course, I did. But now I'm like, this is a good song. And I really like it. I think I like the club remix more. Just because it bangs. But the original bangs too, so. True. All right, moving on to number four. Boom Boom Pow, Black Eyed Peas. Bruh. I don't want to talk too much about this one. I have, it's in a couple of my awards that I've given. So I'll talk about it. Are all of your awards from the top 10? Is that what you meant when you said I'm not going to like them? Um, not all of them, but all right, a good. few of them. Because most of mine are not. But yeah, um, I, I want to skip over this one. You can say things if you want, but I have things to say about this one later on. So All I wrote down for this was, bruh, and then I wrote Fergie. Again. Pretty much the same as I Got a Feeling. Yep, got it. <laughs> that's, well, it's definitely inferior to I Got a Feeling. Like, that's peak them. I mean, yeah. But this also went four times platinum, so that's crazy. I think it's because of the album, though, wasn't it? Uh, Partially. Although Meet Me Halfway only went two, so. Yeah. All right, moving on. Number five, Right Round, Flow Rider featuring Kesha. I'm honestly shocked it's at five. I, yeah, I was, I dumbfounded. I was like, what the hell is this doing so high? It's not that good. But then I listened to it again, and I was like, oh. Oh, it's an excellent song, but, like, to have this, I was honestly surprised to see this at number five on two times platinum and, and number TikTok, nine at number nine. Yeah, that's insane. That that was it only is. platinum once platinum, and this went double platinum. I'm shocked because I feel like I heard the other one a lot more than this. But you know, it was more, it was more influential. The other one, literally. But this, it's a good song. You know, the only two things I wrote about this was that I forgot Kesha was in it. Until I listened to it again. And Alvin and the Chipmunks did it better. Fair call. Fair call. Still a good song, though. You want to talk about number six, though? <laughs> right. Okay. Um, so. I don't number even remember six, what this song sounds like. I, I struggled with this one because I thought I'd listen to the top ten um, last night just so I could talk a bit more about them instead of just from memory and so I didn't get mixed up with nostalgia and actually good music. Yep. Um. I originally had this song in my worst song of the year. I, however, moved it because I was fucking mad that it was kind of catchy. Okay. And I realized 
maybe I don't hate the song. Maybe I just have this burning hatred for Guy Sebastian. And that's I think that's fair. what it was. That's honestly understandable. Cannot stand him. I fucking hate Guy Sebastian. Um, I didn't listen to this song before we recorded, but as we were talking about it, it popped into my head. It's okay. I just don't think it's a number six okay. You know, like you I know look this at isn't the like songs a... underneath it, and you tell me it deserves its spot. This isn't someone's ranking. Like this is people's downloads of that year. Like did and yeah, like sales. Insane. So you're telling me that more people bought this than than the next four. The next ridiculous. four, which is insane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's look, it's a good song, but unlike pretty much most of the other ten, um, I don't think I would ever want to listen to it now. No, no. Like, I would listen to any of the other ones at any point. Um, For sure. And they'll still be fine. This song feels like... And most like of them would be on a night out, I think we might add. 100%. Or a freeze, because... But if someone played Like It Like That at Prees, I'm leaving. I'm going home. I don't want to be there. 100%. 100%. <laughs> but yeah. All right. Moving on. Now, I appreciate the ranking surprised also but i'm not i think it deserves it so number seven we have halo by beyonce this is great good song okay um and it is low-key better than single ladies low-key but i think i was surprised single ladies wasn't higher i don't like this song what yeah i'm sorry i i have never really liked this song and listening to it again i was just like yeah i don't know i not for me, I guess, but um, I prefer other That's, Beyonce I know songs much more. <laughs> you prefer the Glee version of Halo? God, no. I have self-respect. Oh. <laughs> I like... That's a bright... I didn't think you did. There you go. I don't love old Beyonce. I like Lemonade era Beyonce um, a lot Typical. more. But, yeah, sorry. Uh, Fair enough. <laughs> but, you know, it's fine. I'm not surprised that it's at number seven. Well, I honestly thought Single Ladies would have been above it. Maybe Single Ladies came out in 2008 as a single. Yeah, actually. I oh, no, it no it, it is on the list. It's 14th, so. Yeah, but this list also has songs from 2008 that stayed. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, it did. It came out in 2008. Yeah. Well, that's impressive that it stayed at 14 then. Yeah, but then If I Were a Boy came out. 2009 i'm pretty sure so yeah oh no that was 2008 as well this was 2008 okay, right halo yeah yeah there you go number eight number eight meet me halfway black eyed peas this song um now all it makes me think of is uh gta 5 because it's on the radio station in gta 5 and there's been multiple points where we've been like flying a plane or something like we've just finished a bank robbery and we're flying out and we hear meet me halfway by the black eyed peas. Ooh, that's the only time I ever want to listen to this song, but, um, I see. I quite like it. I think it's good. It's okay. It's, it's better than boom, boom, pow personally. Yes, it is. It's a better song, but boom, boom, pow is like such a banger that I don't think, yeah, I think it like deserves the recognition that it gets, even though it's a shit song, but this yeah. song is fine. It's good. And I've also written down Fergie. That's because... shocking. I'm honestly yeah, surprised. I... Three for three. Fergie is the one carrying this band. 
yeah. into the top 10. I'd say so. Rightfully so. Will know? I Am was good. And then yeah. I'm not even going to try and remember the other two's names. I thought I would, but I don't. Long Hair Snake Guy and yep. Discount Will I Am. Yeah, pretty much. That's the Black Eyed Peas for you. Well, you That's go. number eight for me. Right. Number nine, TikTok by Kesha. Probably the most influential. For sure, 100%. So you know what it makes me think of, though? And yes. I wonder if you're going to say think the same thing. Um, go on. All I think when I hear this song every single time is the casino scene from Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief. Um, <laughs> well, I hadn't thought of it until you reminded me. Every time. At the Lotus Lounge. Yeah, every time I think of the Lotus Lounge and I think of them gambling and then... Having little snacky snacks They're on their stuck Lotus in there baskets. for like... How long are they in there for? They're in there for like days. Like three days or something, yeah. Yeah, and they don't realise. Which, to be fair, is a small number of days to spend in a casino. Yes. Um, but every time I listen to TikTok, it feels like I'm stuck in a casino for three days um, by the time it's over. Um, it's such a trashy song. It's, But it's so good. Like, I mean, the lyrics are just ridiculous. They're not. She just she just wrote what happened one morning after, like, when she was hangover. Literally. her. She, there's no songwriting in this. There is not. Um, her voice is frustrating and annoying. But you can't say it's not a good song, though, and I, I won't have it. It's more frustrating knowing that she is talented because you hear, like, her new shit, like, praying specifically. Like, she yes, can funny. fucking sing. And producers... Like, I don't even think it was her. It was her producers. Um, you know, obviously there was the whole drama with um, her producer and manager, like, fucking yeah. raped her. Like, that was insane. Um, and it kind of explains why she did some of the stuff she did. But this whole, like, trashy, messy hair party persona, it's, like, really gross. And I don't think anyone, like, our age really noticed that until after it was over and then everyone kind of looked back on it and went oh wow that was a bit gross wasn't it like <laughs> but that doesn't matter like <laughs> try and tell me if that came on at your what 2009 school disco you wouldn't get up and you wouldn't know all of the words and you wouldn't have a big everyone old book. knew every word so yeah. yeah and just while we're on tiktok uh by kesha i also wanted to branch out slightly um to the midnight beast tiktok parody Again, released in 2009. And again, iconic. So. Like, this was when everyone was making parodies about everything. Yeah. The Key of Awesome was still a thing then. I don't know if they are now. This was peak uh, YouTube music parody time. Like, this is when yeah. everyone was... I think, actually, after this, it even spiked a little bit more. Um, 100%. Because this one kind of blew up a little bit. I think like 2009 to 2011 probably was like prime music parody. Like if you put out a song that was popular, it was getting at least 10 to 20 popular parodies. 100%. Um, you'd get a Minecraft parody every time. Yeah. Um, Without fail. Yeah. You'd get like, I don't even know what else. There was always like imitations. There's always people doing like um, Peter Griffin uh, singing TikTok, like that kind of thing. Um, but this, I think this was, this was the highlight. This was like one of the best, most well-known 
This has 16 million views. Insane. On YouTube. And that's a lot. for Like, obviously, it's gotten more over time. Yeah, well, because then they did a 10-year one last year, and it had, like, 200,000 views. So, yeah, fuck. Not ideal for them. Devolves, hey. Yeah. Um, this also had the lyrics that I was going to... Just keep in mind, this wasn't the most appropriate song for 10-year-olds to be singing. Um it does have the lyric have sex with Alexa Chong by telling her I'm well hung. Now, I don't know about you, but as a 10 year old or an 11 year old, I didn't know what that meant. I was just saying oh, words. I, I fucking idea. I didn't even know what sex was, but yeah, I agree. This isn't my pick for our inappropriate song. Kids sang without knowing the meaning no. of, but it was close. It was my second place mention. Just the, not even like sexual innuendos or anything like that. Like, in the original it's just the general concept of it i don't understand why we sung every word and like danced at a school disco when most of it was about like getting really drunk and drug fucked and getting arrested like i was like i don't relate to this at all why did i sing this when i was i don't relate to it now why did i sing it when i was 10 yeah deserving the placement of number nine though 100 percent. how about number 10 all right so moving on to <laughs> an iconic song number 10 we have the last day on earth by kate miller hike okay um, legitimately good yes. song um, great song you want to talk Underrated about australian art your um i do experience with this song. yeah okay well first of all i just want to say this is an underrated australian artist she has an amazing voice or she was underrated for many years she represented Australia in Eurovision. Uh, was it last year, 2018, maybe? Uh, Singing I think it was last Gravity. year. Yeah, that was amazing. This was like some pop electronic opera song performance. Amazing. Um, she was also on this year's, um, not that I watched it, I need to clarify. I just happened to see a clip. Um, she was on this year's um, The Masked Singer. She came second. Um, if you'd like to see one of her songs, go watch I Will Survive, because that was genuinely good. Now, I'd like to talk about one of the many Australian cultural resets of 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, this song, The Last Day on Earth, by Kate miller Hike, was used on an advert for Neighbours. Now, this wasn't just any ad. This was showing the like neighbors next week showing the um 30 seconds of bridget's death now this was a massive moment in my life <laughs> i don't know why bridget wonder having being in a car crash wandering through the bush with a concussion holding a baby whilst the last day on earth's playing in the background and then it's flashing forward to the hospital and then declan who's like the baby daddy is like crying and everyone's like oh my god I didn't watch Neighbours, and I never have, and I probably never will, but you sent me this, and oh my god, it's fucking dark, like, yeah, for a TV commercial, yeah, in 2009, yeah, this wouldn't have been playing, like, this would have been playing in, like, prime time, yeah, fucking dark, like, holy shit, they would not play an ad like that on TV now, exactly, and this is like, um, so the, I'd only, I only watch Neighbours for a year because I'm pretty sure my understanding is one in every three Australians will have a brief Neighbours 
time in their life. I think so. I watched it from about 2009 to 2010, and I just so happened to be there for one of the most influential moments of the year. That's good. That's what you want. You want to be there for one of those big moments. If you're going to watch Neighbours at all, you might as well be there for someone dying and them using Kate Miller Hyde key over the ad and making it really yeah. depressing. And that and it was. This wasn't caught in the crowd or anything. This was the last day on earth. This was like, oof. Yeah, a very full-on song to use in a TV commercial. But Absolutely. Um, I don't really have any specific memories like that with it. Just that my mum really liked this album when it was out, so yeah. we heard it a lot. But it was a good album. Yeah, I, I like this song. I like her music, and she's very talented, so fun. Um, I don't like that it's above Poker Face by Lady Gaga, but it's, we can talk about that. It's well, no, no, Poker Face came out two thousand and eight. Did it? Well, then that makes sense. That adds up. I don't like that it's above Paparazzi by Lady Gaga. <laughs> I don't like that it's above either of those, to be honest. No, 2008. I don't care. I'm no, but you should be impressed that Lady Gaga stayed there for an ex- I mean, extra year. Yeah, well. Don't worry, guys. Here's Music Bleachers. We look at our music facts before we start talking trash about totally. it. Totally. Excuse me. Okay. <laughs> you can't blame me. If they're on the charts, you can't blame me, okay? Shut up. All right. All right. Let's go. I'll allow it. Let's do it. Top top 10. What do you reckon overall? Pretty good. Pretty consistent. It really, I think looking at the top 10, it, say if you compared it to the top 10 from last year, um, you really, like, it's very of its time. Do you know what I mean? Like, so the top 10 of last year, and it's not, it's, mm, it's fine, I guess. Um, Top 10 of 2019 was Old Town Road, Dance Monkey, Bad Guy, Sunflower, uh, Someone You Loved, I Don't Care, Wow, Senorita, Shallow, and Seven Rings. It's like very of it of last year, you know what I mean? Yeah, but um, I feel like that's every top 10 of every year. Yeah, you really, seeing the top 10 like that, it takes you back to that specific time, you know? Sure. Like 2010 uh, was Love the Way You Lie, OMG by Usher, Dynamite by Teo Cruz. Like that is of 2010. Like that, yeah. just hearing that top three takes you straight back to 2010. Shit, TikTok stayed at number 12 for 2010. Very impressive and it very well deserves that. Yeah. So I think the other thing was that was um, not an issue but had happened is that songs like In My Head by Jason Derulo, um, if that was released in 2009, it was near the end of the year. Because in the top ten, uh, in the um, top hundred chart, it's really low, but in yeah. two thousand and ten, it's thirteen. Yeah, so that kind of skews it a little bit, but yeah. Um, so on that, I apologize if any of the things I've listed didn't come out in two thousand and nine, but I also don't really care enough. No, it's all right. So... I figured. <laughs> well, we've got some audience um, questions coming in, or not questions, but like I asked for input. Some of that's not 2009, but I was like, eh, it's fine. I'm curious. I really want to hear it. So yeah, I'm excited for that. All right. So I just thought, why not? We've done the top 10 of the ARIA charts, and that's not our top 10, obviously. There are some questionable songs in there mm-hmm. at Flow Rider. Uh-huh. Um, so I thought maybe we should start with our top three songs of the year. Would you like to start, Nathan? Okay, let's go. I'm going to go. All of these are pretty equal in 
my yeah i was gonna say mine aren't ranked either no don't take this as a one two three this is like all of them take the top spot so num i shouldn't say number one my first pick you belong with me by taylor swift huh i didn't think you picked that fucking gold okay obviously at the time if we're talking my favorite song at the time probably would have been tiktok but uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're talking now. We need to reflect with our good taste in music. Exactly. And my good taste in music says, You Belong With Me by Taylor Swift. <laughs> Aloud. Very good. Uh, Fearless is my favorite Taylor Swift album. It's not really my best album on the list, but it is my favorite Taylor Swift album. Folklore comes just in second now. Um, there you go. But it's slapped. There's the next two better be Lover and 1989, not in that order, in the other order. Uh, yeah, 1989 first. Yeah. Um, definitely. Second one. Uh Poker Face by Lady Gaga. I said it before. Should have been higher, but also it came out in two thousand eight. So pretty impressive. Um and number three, this one goes out to um my friends, the Jonas Brothers. Uh it's not a Jonas Brothers song. It goes out to my Jonas Brothers, Leah and Yasseth. Uh Down by Jay Sean. Uh excellent, excellent. Excellent choice. song. Um that I forgot was from that year so yeah um midnight beast also did a parody of that um trousers just fell down okay i hate it but <laughs> um that's my three what's your three um well i went a bit off the chart because i didn't like much of it fair enough no um i looked at just most just 2009 in general song wise um so i have this one again not ordered um, this one stuck with me because 2009, I think, was also the year that ABC3 launched, which that was a big moment right for me. many of us. Yeah. yeah. On the launch show, they had Cassie Davis come in and she sang No More from her 2009 album. Um, and it is it's still it's still one of my favorite songs. I can't believe year. you put, out of everything from 2009, out of all the songs we just spoke about, you went with Cassie Davis. Are you serious? No more by Cassie Davis is it slaps. It's so good. Okay. It's like it's like a breakup anthem where you're like, "Fuck yeah, I'm better than you. I don't need you anymore." Even though I thought I did, I'm don't even come crawling back because I don't want you. Oh my god, <laughs> that's not why I like it. I just like Cassie Davis a lot. Fair enough. Um, Understand. Tom, <laughs> Tom from uh, one of my mates from high school. He was also equally obsessed with Cassie Davis. And his song, favorite song, was also No More. So, Tom, if you're listening, which you're definitely not, I still listen to Cassie Davis No More. So, <laughs> I hope you do as well. Send him that time. clip. Send him the podcast space, skip to this point and listen to this specifically. <laughs> and you'll be fine. Another song I had, purely for the nostalgia factor, was Don't Trust Me 303. Oh, that was so close to being on mine. I could not put it in. I just couldn't. It, that is still, that's another one that you can play it at any party with like our age people and people fucking get around it. Like, I just remember being, you know, being like, what, 11, school disco, singing, I'm a vegetarian and I am scared of him. Classic. <laughs> like, that's iconic, you know, such a good time. Yeah. Um, And then last song, which I find ridiculous that this came out um so long ago. Dog Days Are Over, Florence and the Machine. Whoa, what? They came out in 2009? 2009. You're kidding. How insane is that? Yeah. That is a really good song. That is like objectively a good song. 
I thought I had to have one in there. <laughs> like, Don't Trust Me is objectively a terrible song, but it's Well, I don't know if it is. Um, <laughs> it's it's no starstruck feet, Katy Perry, is it? Um, Excuse me? What but the fuck? Dog, day, dog Days Are Over. It's no My First Kiss feet, Kesha, is it? Oh, I do that, like that song. That is a much I worse forgot, song. That's not even on this list. I forgot that existed. Oh, my God. That might have come out later, actually. I don't know. Yeah, it might have been 2010. Surely that wasn't all on the same album, right? Surely not. Of course it was. They only had one. <laughs> Good point. Um, but yeah, that's my three. I think I picked a nostalgia, an arguably shit amazing song, and just the best spring song. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. All right, next up, we've got um, best album or best albums, because I struggled with this one. Couldn't narrow it down. I'll let you go first again. I've realized now, looking, uh, like doing this, uh, talking about it, that my album choice was actually out in 2008, which is pretty awkward. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I actually you can have... technically save it by looking at... I actually yeah, have yeah. a way to save it. Um, I know, because it was released on the deluxe edition the next No, time. don't! How did you know what it was? Because <laughs> I've also got it. Fuck you! Okay, I hope it's the same now. Uh, of course it is. The fame? Yeah, the oh, fame yeah, one. I'm glad we both picked yeah. that. Okay. So, just, if anyone doesn't know, listening at home, the fame came out in 2008 and had, like, what, 14 incredible songs. And if anyone says that it's not a good album, they're lying. The fame monster came out in... 2009 had eight songs on it slash the deluxe edition which was the fame and the fame monster in one so technically it counts yes technically yeah it counts um unfortunately telephone one of my favorite tracks uh that didn't actually come out until early 2010 was um, that when it was a single though because yes it released as a yeah. single after the album which was i don't know how that yeah. works but it's on the album now but um, yeah, that's one of my favorites. But uh, this album, I mean, okay, so we're going to use the Fame Monster track listing. Uh, because it's incredible. Uh, it really doesn't have like that many. No, it does. Oh, my God. I was going to say it doesn't have that many good songs added. No, literally, they're all good. It does. It's good. I listened to it about three weeks ago. <laughs> Like all 23 songs and it's amazing. Yes. So yeah. um, I'm going to get the, I wanted just the fame so that I could look at that because it was technically what I put in as my album. Yeah. The fame's the first eight finishes with teeth. Is that really it? It's only eight. Yeah. Okay. Well, fame monster is definitely better. <laughs> um, I need to find the track list again. I've just lost it. Okay. We've got <clears throat> bad romance, Alejandro, um, both bangers, monster, fine. Speechless, fine. Amazing. No, Speechless is good. <laughs> it's good. I listened to it three weeks ago. Very good. Um, Dance in the Dark, Incredible. Telephone, fucking yes. banger. It still slaps so hard, and I love it so much. So Happy I Could Die and Teeth, and then the famed monster had Just Dance, yes, which still slaps. Love Game, which Amazing. still slaps, and I'll talk about later. Um, Paparazzi, still Great. slaps. Poker Face. Incredible. Um, one that I always forget about, um, and, and nothing else I can say. Which I listened to in the shower this morning, because it's in my spring playlist. is one of my favourite songs ever. It's amazing. It's so good. <laughs> uh, 
Then you got Beautiful, Dirty, Rich, The Fame, Money, Honey, Starstruck, Boys, 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 Paper, Gangster, Brown Eyes, I Like It, Rough, and Summer Boy. They're all pretty good. But yeah, wow. What that a fucking packed try album. Try and say that's not a great album. It's actually shocking that, like, even though it says it's got generally positive reviews, um, it was only, like, four stars, three stars, four stars, three and a half. Um, Metacritic had a 78 out of 100. Like, that's kind of surprising. Shit, yeah. Well, it's because no one was, like, everyone was, like, oh, my God, she's got good music in, like, the start of 2008. And then after that, they were, like, oh, she's a freak in a meat dress. Everyone was too busy deciding whether or not she was a man. So... Yeah, that hermaphrodite rumor, I don't know how it's, sp- like, it's spread in Hollywood, but then it trickled down through primary school. Like, it should I don't even know it how did. it got to us, but yeah, it did. Yeah. Um, I never believed it. I always said, I, pr- she's definitely a girl, and then she was. So, look at me go. Well, good on you, Nathan. I know. Um, I'm glad we both had the same album. That's really funny, but. Did you have any other albums? Uh, Fearless was close. Yeah. Um, but apart from that, that was all I really had in terms of albums um did you i did i had two honorable mentions so the fame monster was my number one mm-hmm. um honorable mentions were it's not me it's you by lily allen okay yeah good good, good. amazing yep mm-hmm. and then one that i until i was doing research last night forgot came out in 2009 um mika the boy who knew too much yeah that's a good album. now that doesn't sound like a good album because it doesn't have grace kelly on it but it's just so good. It was one of the only albums I had on my iPod Touch when I was like in like in like 2013. So I didn't listen to it when it came out, but so good. So it's good. a very good album. Yeah. Um, it's ob- it's obviously not as good as the first, but it's still no. no. An extremely good album. Honorable mention album. Yeah. yeah. Um but we'll take it. It's still good. Yeah, for sure. Um I mean, the summer edition has uh, him doing a cover of Poker Face, so... Huh, there you go. Yeah. Um, would you like to move on to Worst Song? I would. What have you got for this? Okay. I'm worried. Because if it's what came in 69 in the RE charts, it doesn't deserve to be there. Uh, it's not that. Um, we will get there eventually. That I wanted to include that, but it's a legitimately good song. Um, yeah. Well, we might as well just talk about it now. Before we get into Worst Song... Let's do it. Okay. We just wanted to note... That 69 on the ARIA chart was Don't Stop Believin' by the Glee cast. Yes. And I think that really speaks of the society at the time and the fact that we should really be disappointed in ourselves for letting that happen. So this one wins the uh, Music Bleachers Award for a song that ranked 69 on ARIA chart that we as a society let happen and should be ashamed about. So congratulations to Don't Stop Believin' by the Glee cast. Um, you can great job, guys! Award, great job. Um, from who's going to accept it? Because we're, we're running out of cast members that we like. Ah, true. Fuck. There's like got three dead. We got Leah Michelle, who apparently was cancelled. She's being a, a bitch. Dick. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh well, we've got um, not many left. Hey. Okay. Diana Agron, Quinn. Um, yeah. Okay. Fair. Probably the most unprob- unproblematic cast member of that entire show. We've got um, the guy who played. Jesse, who's now in Hamilton, yeah, um, and in Frozen. Uh, uh, um, no, not I you like mean, him. You mean Frozen too? I you? like him. He's good. Yeah. Um, I hated him on the show though. Anyway, we're not talking about Glee. I can't do it. Not today. <laughs> I don't want to talk about Glee anymore. Let's skip that. Okay. Worst. Song. Will we have a Glee podcast? Probably not. Because I, I want to really listen to hope it. not. Oh my god. Um. Anyway. Okay. 
Worst song. Worst song. You might not like this pick, but I don't know if you will agree or not. Go for it. Uh, Boom Boom Pow is an objectively bad song. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It is not a good song, but... Okay. I just don't understand how you could put it there when there are just so many worse songs. Okay, but it is it gets the pick because it is a bad song. It is terribly produced. It sounds like shit half the time. Uh, Fergie's verse is kind of the only one that's okay. Um, that was I was going to say. I've got a counter argument, and that is Fergie. So yes, Fergie's verse is good. Um, the production is just weird and it just sounds like people making noises for the entire thing, but it's still a banger and it's still an enjoyable song to listen to. So I love it, but it sucks. What about you though? I'm curious. Well, okay. So originally I had like it like that by Guy Sebastian, but then as we discovered earlier, turns out I just hate Guy Sebastian and the song whilst arguably not good is not the worst. Yes. Um, I then continued looking through and I found, um, this is who I am by Vanessa Amorossi. But then again, I discovered, Oh, the song, not great, but I hate <laughs> Vanessa Amorossi. <laughs> and there's a worse song. And the worst fucking song of 2009 is we made you by Eminem. That is a really weird pick, but yeah, fair. fair call. Um, so that actually was on the Aria charts. It got number 26, which was one spot below Good Girls Go Bad, which is an amazing oh, song. That's shocking. Yeah. I only like like three Eminem songs. Yeah, so... one of them's Mockingbird. No, it's not. Sorry. Okay, we're not allowed to it's, talk about uh, Eminem. Without Me, uh, Just Lose It, and uh, Shake That. That's it. What about Love the Way You Lie? Or is that I don't know, because I like the Rihanna parts of that song, but not his parts. So that's I can't that. tell you what it really is. I can, I can only tell you what it feels, feels like. like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I guess that, okay, that kind of segues good into the next one because... It does, yeah. Uh, that music Best... video was good. It's not my pick, but... Uh, it's not from that year. So. And that too. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so our next category, we've got Best Music Video. Okay, so I don't mean to uh, rustle any feathers here, but... My number two oh. one, I had two. My This is ranked, like, this one gets my second place mention. Boom Boom Pow has a good video. It's headache-inducing, uh, but it's a good oh, video. I don't care. You can't do that. Five minutes ago, I just said it's the worst song because it has the best music video. Second best music video. Best music video goes with my best song, You Belong With Me by Taylor Swift. It's, what a video. Tells a story. Um, it does. You get invested. Features Travis from the Hannah Montana movie. I was also going to say the guy from X Men. Um, oh. <laughs> he's in an X Men movie, I think. Is he? I think he was in X Men First Class. Yikes. Maybe. I think he dies in the movie. Anyway, um, <laughs> incredible video. Taylor Swift plays both yeah. roles perfectly. Um, uh-huh. You get invested, and nothing hits better than the moment at the dance when the music slows, like settles down and she comes out in that dress and everyone's yeah. like, bruh, that's not the Taylor we know. And she comes yeah. out and then like cheerleader Taylor is like, bruh, what the fuck? And then the guy's like, damn, I'm in love with that Taylor, not this Taylor. That is the best moment in music video history. <laughs> I don't care Correct. what you say. Uh, 
the and anytime you listen, listen to that song it makes that part of the song hit even better because you yeah. remember that part of the video and that's what a music video should do a good music video will always tie itself to the song um anytime you think of that song you should be thinking of the video which is exactly what happens to me when i listen to you belong with me um fucking banger of a song banger of a video so good so good um what's your pick well i had a dishonorable mention for we made you by eminem because i hadn't had this as my worst song when i wrote this down um but funnily enough my best music video is you belong with me by taylor swift Mm. because it's just that good i'm so glad so good um the part where she's like writing on the paper to like message through the window like you know just it's perfect isn't it and it was memed so well honestly just that's a that's an additional plus it was memed an additional tick much on later on like, two oh yeah like five years ten yeah no, that's tens now like fuck uh, still make memes uh, about five it, years like, later it's still see oh, yeah. memes using that format yeah and i i won't even think it's outdated i just think it's great if it's a funny meme it's incredible but no the music video as you said great costumes are on point taylor was looking great taylor was amplifying what was already a great song into a monumental part of 2009 and music history i would say exactly i still think it's one of her best songs ever to be honest for sure yeah also i just wanted to note because i found this out when i was looking for the um best music video taylor swift really did drop the you belong with me video on the 16th of june 2009 and the very next day, dropped the Love Story music video. I cannot believe. Who has the audacity to do that? Dropping That's incredible. The two best music videos of our generation. Yeah. One day after the other. No one would even do that Insane. now. That's, that's fucked. That's ridiculous. People wouldn't, like, at the people at the time, I imagine, would have been like, holy moly, what's going on? She's just done this. This is crazy. If that happened today... Which I would argue it did with folklore. She was like, oh, 48 hours, folklore's coming out. And everyone's like, what? Excuse me? And it's a second. We shouldn't have been surprised by that because she did it 11 years ago. Yeah. What the? That's insane. I can't. I actually didn't know that until you told me. But that is like, that's really crazy for someone to do that, Uh, especially when they're not that big. She kind of just did it. And it was like, whoa. And then she really blew up after that. And then became a cultural icon. Yeah. Crazy. But now into the good stuff. <laughs> right. So we've got four categories left. I thought we'd start off with inappropriate song we sang as kids or at school discos or something that we didn't know were that inappropriate that adults let us sing. Yes. Um, you, you go first on this one. Well, I thought based on the amount of people I've spoken to about this in the past couple of years, I'd have to go with Not Fair by Lily Allen. Okay. That was almost mine. Yeah, well, that seconds, placed, but... what, 20 on the charts? And just, who thought Premature Ejaculation could be such such a song, a country-esque song by a British pop icon? Um, important to also mention, uh, I don't think it was out in 2009. I think it came out in 2008, but um, Fuck You uh, yeah. by Lily Allen as well. Uh, Very important. That's another one that I think I probably listened to more than i should have but my favorite part of that was uh have you ever heard the radio edit of that song is it not just f you uh no it's even better than that oh it's miss you isn't it nope uh they just cover up every time she says fuck with a different animal sound 
That, no. Yeah. Surely not. I no. don't know if you would be able to find that anywhere, but I specifically remember hearing that on the radio uh, a few times, and every time uh, she says fuck, they replace it with a different animal sound. So it's not like a duck every time. It's like one time it's a duck, one time it's a cow, one time it's a dog, one time it's a cat. Like That's nuts. That is That's... the entire song. Um, and there's a lot of times she says fuck. She says it twice uh, in one line per chorus. And then there's the ending where she just says, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, like over and over again. Um, so insane. That is nuts. I did not know that. Thank I you for it. That is somewhere still. Otherwise I'm going to sound like an idiot, but yeah, incredible. Great. Um, what did you have for inappropriate song? Okay. This one, I think uh, everyone sung this song and I think it can't, the problem with this is it doesn't really fall into we didn't know the meaning. I think most people knew the meaning, but it was still probably seven years too early for any of us to be singing this song. Um, Love Game by Lady Gaga. Um, <laughs> I want to just read you the pre-chorus of this song. Go for it. Um, hold me and love me. Just want to touch you for a minute. Maybe three seconds is enough for my heart to quit it. Let's have some fun. This beat is sick. I want to take a ride on your disco stick. Don't think too much. Just bust that kick. I want to take a ride on your disco stick. Wow. She really was just... 10-year-olds really sang that. So, and I specifically remember people my age singing that song. And I was like... Absolutely. We all knew that it was... Disco stick was a penis, but we kept doing it. So (laughs) we kept singing the fucking song. But yeah, I don't know. It's questionable to say the least and questionable that it was so widely played too probably shouldn't have been but probably not but also it's a slapping song it's a it's a good song now yeah very what do you mean now well it was a good it was never bad that's true um also honorable mention to the lyric got my ass squeezed by sexy cupid that's a good one oh yeah that's (laughs) yeah just she really she really did something there didn't she she was iconic at the time she still is chromatica is up, we were favorite albums of this year. Chromatica is in my top three at the moment. So, still haven't listened to it to be honest. You should. She just released the video for Nine One One, which was an underrated song from that album. So, she listened to it. Yeah, very, very. Good. We'll see. We'll see. Um, all right. Well, I thought we'd move on to. I think one of the categories that was just. I thought I had to include it because I felt this was a really important aspect of. Uh, 2009 mm-hmm. music, just around that kind of era, I think we'd say. Definitely. So this category is songs every single girl wanted to perform solo or in a group at the primary school talent show. Okay. This is going to sound random, uh, but I have seen this been performed at school talent shows or like we had um, at our school, if you did music lessons at the school, every year they had a concert where everyone that did music lessons uh, got to perform a song either by themselves or in a group. I saw yeah. this song be performed three times just in primary <laughs> school. Um, yeah. Bulletproof by La Rue. Um, huh. Very random pick, but three times I saw that thing get performed. And I'm going to put it out there. No offense to anyone that was performing those songs, but none of them were good. Um, no, don't imagine they were. All three were terrible. Um, but honorable mention has to go to Don't Stop Believing. Um, yep. But it gets honourable mention because obviously 
the song didn't come out in 2009, but it was the Glee version that made uh, groups of girls want to sing that song. And everyone wanted to be Rachel Berry for some reason. Why would you want to be Rachel Berry? Rachel Berry is pre-her being problematic. This was like, oh, wait, Rachel is Sharpay. That was the equivalent that they latched on to. Yes. Everyone wanted to be Rachel because she's so talented and so amazing. And fuck Rachel Berry. I hate her. Yes. Anyway, what was yours? <laughs> I kind of have a tie. And they, I'm going to say it counts as one because it's the same artist. Okay. Um, so I don't know if this one came out in it must have it's it's on 37 on the chart first up we've got party in the usa by miley okay fair call yep second one is the climb ah yeah okay i forgot about the climb that yeah that's probably up there too now the climb this was a pivotal moment because this was the song from the hannah montana movie and this is when all the 10 or 11 year old girls were like i'm too old for hannah montana i'm all about miley cyrus Give me that sweet old Miley song. That's what that was. And they're like, this is the climb. This is me like coming over every obstacle. And we're going to sing this together and hold hands and be like, keep the faith. Keep your faith. Yeah. Be like Miley, not like Hannah. You silly. Exactly. Come on. All right. So this one's best karaoke slash song you sang on SingStar slash song you wanted on SingStar. Okay. Boom, boom, pow. It's, it's Fuck good. off. <laughs> I'm sorry. I put it in. Three categories. It is not a good song. It's my worst song, but it is a good song for SingStar. It's a good song for karaoke. If I was out like at a karaoke bar or something and I had a list of songs to pick that I could sing with like one other person, like we do a duet, Boom Boom Pow fucking slaps for that because it's like, it's very energetic. Um, like the lyrics are just fucking stupid. You get to say, um, I'm, you're so 2008. 2008 whatever the lyric is um i'm so 2008 you're so 2008 that's the one i got that boom boom that future boom 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 exactly Let me give it to you. you get to do that then you get to do the boom 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 gotta get get like that's the best <laughs> i'm a beast when you turn me on into the future cybertron <laughs> exactly you're you're yeah, okay i'll okay. allow it yep. all right i know it sucks that i put it in three categories but i'm allowing because of your justification and that's it exactly it deserves it you go I'm curious right. on yours. So this was, I originally was going to, I was looking through the list of um, top 50 and I was like, ah, what would I want to sing at the time? And then I was like, wait, no, this is about today. This is about 2020. You know, I was looking at the songs and one stood out to me because it is our go-to drunk PS4 karaoke sing star song. And it would obviously have to be My Life Would Suck Without You by Kelly Clarkson. Oh, what a fucking... <laughs> Yes, that's a banger and a half. Yeah. Now, for those of you who do not regularly drink with myself and Nathan at one of our houses where the PS4 is available to use, I'm sorry, Liam, for have, for you having to listen to this all the time. Um, we will get drunk and we will spend hours on it. And My Life Would Suck Without You gets at least two or three sings a session. It's a hard song to sing on SingStar when you're drunk. But you don't think you don't realize that when you're drunk, you just have a good time because it's just you can scream it and it's fun. Yeah, that's a good song. Our last category, best dance track. Best dance. You go first on this one because I have three. So okay, well i I think you'll be surprised by my pick, probably because I was. You had Cassie Davis as your best song. I think I will be surprised. 
Cassie Davis is an Australian icon. Fun fact, she released her 2009 album um, and then she stopped pr- um, producing her own music and she wrote songs for Sia, Katy Perry, Lady Gaga maybe. She wrote a lot of songs. You know, you complain about me talking about Black Eyed Peas too much, but you've talked about Cassie Davis far more than you need Twice. to. <laughs> That's far more ring, than ring, anyone ring. ever needs to. All right. <laughs> My best ring. dance song was When Love Takes Over, David Guetta featuring Kelly Rowland. Yeah. Okay. Good pick. Good pick. Did you I like pick it. it. Um, uh, I didn't. If you pick Boom Boom Power, um, but I listened to it you. the other day. Just so you know. All right. Best dance track. Boom Boom. It's not there. I'm kidding. It's not there. It's not. Okay. You like my three. Um. So, yeah, I listened to that the other day. Um, when love takes over, that's a good song, and it's still. That's a song. Um that could be released today yeah. and I would still say it's a good song. Um, which I can't say about a lot of 2009 dance tracks. Boom, boom, pow. Um, it makes sense why it was popular because it was good. All right. I think you'll like my three. Okay. Best dance track. One of them I've already mentioned, Down by Jay Sean. Banger, played at a party, it slaps. My other two have not, actually one of them has been mentioned slightly, uh, but I haven't mentioned it in an award. Um, yeah, good girls go bad. Great song. Uh, slaps. Uh, it the lyrics are terrible, but that's the best part. Um, also, so didn't realize until two years ago. I do believe it might have been you that told me, but correct me if I'm wrong. I did not know that that was uh, Blair from Gossip Girl. What um, is it? Okay, so it wasn't you that told uh, me. <laughs> it wasn't me. Leighton Meester. Who sings in that song? Yeah, beside Cobra Starship, um, played Blair in Gossip Girl. Huh. Um, yeah, uh, and I didn't realize that that was the only song she had that was popular. Um, and the last one, last one. This goes out to Liam. Bonkers by Dizzy Rascal. What a fucking tune! Okay, that song is immaculate. That is one of my favorite like dance songs if that isn't played at a club did you even go out exactly if it isn't played at pre's are you just at home because pre's has to have bonkers if pre's doesn't have bonkers you're not ready to go out clubbing 100 uh, i agree that is a proven fact i have scientific evidence um which is we played it at every pre's and we went out every time so that's scientific evidence you know i don't have an outlier yet um haven't yet tested the theory but one day we will um i think bonkers it's it's a hype track gets everyone going uh it's just got a good beat lyrics are catchy it's got everything you want for a dance it song does, yeah um i honestly didn't know it came out in 2009 now that i'm saying it i really hope it did because i was too confident that it did yeah 2009 came out in 2009 we're okay guys Few, um, as I was about to say. Also, I just, I just wanted to mention, I just happened to be scrolling through the list mm-hmm. to check if it was there. Um, and then I came across According to You by Orianthi. Um, oh, that is a shit song. That is sucks. But I also have vivid memories of blasting that whilst playing some robot-looking game on my iPod Touch. Oh, yikes. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I think overall, great year of music. Or- 100% questionable probably questionable questionable but incredible very of the times at least yes yeah. without a doubt sure. um 
do you want to pull out the yeah. so, Instagram? Um, I posted a little um, thing on Instagram just asking people to send in um, some of their favorite songs or memories associated with songs from 2009. Had a few. I picked four to talk about. Okay. Um, so Harry's mentioned, he said, any Black Eyed Peas song shit was pumped. Yes. Harry, you're very right. All the yep, Black Eyed Peas songs. We've talked about Black Eyed Peas a lot here. We have. Um, I would agree. I would argue too much. Too much. Probably. Yeah. But I'll agree with it. So For sure. Um, Emily has said TikTok by Kesha was a cultural reset. And I agree. 100%. Um, she, also, <laughs> she also said untouched, obviously. Um, I think Untouched came out in 2007 or 2008, but I think it was still in the ARIA chart somewhere. Yeah, that is a cultural reset now. I think that kind of blew back up again. Oh, 100%. Um, Veronica's songs from 2014 to 2019, I don't want to hear it. Understandable. Before 2009 and earlier, yes, absolutely. Yes. Um, Yeah, Untouched, Australian National Anthem. Which, fun Pretty fact, much. that is, at a Veronica's show slash falls anywhere, they say, everyone, please rise for the national anthem, and then they start playing Untouched. And I think that's just amazing. Well, they played at, a um, at like, a rock festival. It was, like, every other artist is, like, heavy metal and shit. And they played yeah. there, and everyone just fucking moshed, like, so hard to that song. I've seen videos. It's just incredible incredible there was like a death wall or something it was fucking insane but we had uh soph and millie said um when the you belong with me music video came out iconic and yeah we oh. both agree with that yeah yeah just so so good and it features bleachers in the lyrics there you go coincidence well, uh, that's it was made for us 11 it years was. ago made for you this isn't my podcast i've just been on right. twice. never again <laughs> And then the other message I picked was from Annabelle, who said, black and gold at my grade six disco. Ooh. Yeah. Was that 2009? Probably not, but I wanted to include it because I, first of all, forgot that existed. And second of all, it's one of the most amazing songs. It's a good song. It played somewhere the other... It played in... We were in First Choice Liquor and that song played. And I was like, (laughs) wow, okay. Interesting. Incredible. Haven't heard this song in a while, <laughs> but you know it's a good song. It I'll is. accept it. Yeah, it's also a trash song, but great memory associated with it. Good slash trash, yeah. Yeah. All right, so that's two thousand and nine, Nathan. Wow, what a what a trip down memory lane that was. What a year! I wish I was in two thousand nine, not twenty twenty. Oh yeah, that's disappointing. Just playing Farmville while listening to bloody any Black Eyed Peas song. Oh, I wish. I mean, you still could, but it's just not the same. Not the same. Because it, well, it'd be, first of all, it'd be Farmville 2 and it won't load correctly, which is, I think, one of the first of many issues. Straight up, fuck Farmville 2. I'm yeah. saying it. I don't care. Fuck Farmville 2. Not the first one. First one, bangs. First one's great. Yeah. Second one, shit ass. Nope. Heyday, shit ass. I don't know if you also had this, but I was friends with... Um, so this kid went to my primary school and left like the year, or maybe it was 2008 or something. Anyway, I was friends with him on Facebook and then I became friends with his mum on Facebook purely because she was like really good at Farmville and we would send each other like wood or cows or whatever that well, you, you did. This kid's mum. Yeah. She was single, I think. Oh, well that adds up. 
It, yeah, it does. Why yeah. wouldn't a mum be into 10-year-old Callum? Makes sense. Well, I mean, I did have the green shamrock St. Patrick's Day exclusive cow. Okay, understandable that she was into you then. Fuck, yeah, that is I mean, pretty, That's huge. Yeah, it was one of my life achievements. All I remember is there were a few times where mum would have to go do something, like um, take my brother to footy or something, and she'd be like, hey, uh, when I'm out, I need you to harvest my strawberries because they're going to go off if you don't harvest them. So just um, do that for me. And then she'd go out and then I'd have to harvest the strawberries while she's gone. Amy, you are an excellent mother. (laughs) I remember. (laughs) That's a big tick. Farmville, like, certified addict. Big fan. (laughs) We had bejeweled wits competitions, but obviously none of us had Facebook, so it was just mum. And we'd all go on mum's Facebook and play bejeweled blitz. At the end of the day, it was really just so that she could prove she was better than all of us, and she was. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And it made her feel better about herself. So, like, good on her. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna- um, <laughs> so got addicted to Candy Crush. Um, oh, well. I think she still plays it. She's got her iPad. She sits there with her cup of tea about eight thirty p.m. Glasses on, rug up. Just Bro, I still play Candy Crushes. We'll be watching a movie, and I'm like, I guess I'll play a little bit of Candy Crush while we watch. Hey, ridiculous. Uh, no, Bubble Witch Two Saga. You know. If you're under 35 and you're playing Candy Crush still, you need to stop. Shut the fuck up. I'm on like level 205 or something. I'm doing really well. Well, my mum's on level 504. <laughs> <laughs> okay, really? maybe I'll add your mum on Facebook. And make it a candy crush. <laughs> Whoa, dude. She uses the I'm app kidding. now. She's not a... Not she doesn't use the Facebook game. Gee whiz. She's not a loser. All right, well, that was 2009. And I think um, it's safe to say that Wow, that was it was a cultural reset of a year. Shit happened and we just dealt with it while singing Love Game. Pretty much. That's the only way to deal with a year. Listen to Love Game. It's how I've dealt with this year. Legit. I don't know if anyone um is a loser like us and collects vinyls. Um, but Urban Outfitters Australia did have the Fame Monster three vinyl set for sixty two dollars. They still have that, so I might buy it. No, I th- I think it's I thought you said you already bought it. No, I didn't get it. Oh, I thought you did. Okay, well, let me... I'll look it up after this and I'll find out. I'm literally doing it now because I think the other day it was sold out, but, like, they regularly um, update it. Probably find it somewhere else. Uh, not the um, big one. Like, they have it on Amazon, but it's, like, you have to buy them separately. Jesus, they... the merch is expensive on there. Yeah. The vinyl's cheap, though, for Chromatica. No, I don't think it's on there. Oh, yeah. I've got it on this website. I could get it from here. Cool. How much I might is it? get it. 76. That is too that. much money. Whoa. Not for, not for the fame monster, it's not. Yeah, it is, considering it's 60 on um, Urban Outfitters, and I'm sure they'll... Well, it's not, because Urban Outfitters is out of stock. Sorry. Well, if anyone's made it this far, wow. Um, I was aiming to have this one around 45 minutes. Clearly, 2009 was just too big of a year because somehow this went for longer than the 1975 podcast did. Yes. Um, but if you made it all the way, congrats. Thank you for listening. I hope you've um, we've been able to reintroduce you to some songs that you thought you forgot about. Um, you know, push on some bops, some memories like the Last Day on Earth ad for Neighbours, which some people have. Some people don't have a memory like Nathan. Some people were affected beyond words, such as myself. Um, but yeah, I hope you found some more music to listen to, add to your spring playlists. 
add to your, oh, it's almost summer playlist. They're different. They're not the same. They're not the same. They're not. Very I won't, good. They're not won't the same. Welcome to playlist aficionados. They're not the same. Yeah. So. Uh, well, thanks, Nathan, for joining me again. Um, listeners at home, I promise he won't be on next week. And if he is, oh, I'm, I'm really sorry if I am, but I won't be. I'm going to force Callum to be more organized. Yeah, well, when uni dies down, I'll put out a plan with a couple of album releases, get actual guests. All right, well, thanks for joining us. If you'd like to hear more from Nathan, he does have uh, Chinwatch Podcast and NBNA. They're both um, available to stream on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, uh, both on Instagram as well, at Chinwatched and at NBNA. Thanks for joining us to talk about the incredible year that was 2009. Uh, We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us, Nathan. Thank you for having me. Thanks, guys, for listening. See you later.